for those of you at home, just in case you couldn't hear, we just had uh, an open time of prayer and one of our sisters led us in prayer there. So I hope you joined with at least a thanksgiving in your own heart. Wonderful. Well, today I get to have the privilege of sharing the word of God with you in our series of Deep in Prayer with the subject of thanksgiving, if you haven't already heard or guessed yet. And it's a privilege to be here. It's a privilege to share the word, whether you're in person or at home. I thank you for the opportunity to actually be a servant of Christ and serve you and serve his word in that sense. So today, just wanted to start off by saying the Thanksgiving we're talking about isn't simply thanking one another. The the Thanksgiving we're talking about isn't just giving thanks that England won last night. Although we're grateful and we can give thanks for that. But actually, the thanksgiving I'm talking about is thanksgiving to God, to the Lord. And there is a big difference when we're talking about thanksgiving in general than when we're talking about the creator, the maker of the universe that we can personally thank. And uh, Tim's already begun to lead us in the word uh, this morning. So we're going to look at Psalm 9. We're just going to look at verses 1 and 2. So if you've got your Bibles with you, if you've got your phones with you, and you want to flick to the app, then please do so now. And I'm going to read it, just 1 and 2. And just to give you a bit of context, this is a song, song that uh, David wrote. And just in the context of the song, you know, David is working through some emotions, but also the truth, speaking truth into his emotions, speaking truth about his reality, And uh, even though it starts off, as you'll see, with this thanksgiving and praise, I want you to know the context of this song or psalm is even amidst difficulty, persecution. If you jump to verse 13 later on, you'll see that David is under pressure, yet this is how the psalm begins. Verse 1 and 2, it says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. Verse 2, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. Now, one of the things uh, we've been doing in Deep in Prayer series is covering lots of subjects. And if you were following us last week or caught up with us last week, we talked about praise. Now, praise is slightly different to thanksgiving. Uh, We do make a differentiation between the two. We do make a distinctive. And actually, what helps is this verse right here, or these verses in Psalm 9. And the way I'd like to kind of break it down, to just make that distinctive and a definition is, thanksgiving, as you can see in verse 1 here, seems to be about thanking God for what he has done. It says, uh, I will tell of your wonderful deeds, your marvellous deeds, your works, the works of your hands, the deeds that you do. But when we talk about praise, you'll notice in verse 2, it talks about giving praises of your name. A name is who you are. So just to start off with today, when we talk about thanksgiving, In this context and talking before the Lord and giving him thanks, we're thanking him for what he has done, what the Lord has done. When we talk about praise, we thank the Lord for who he is. So I know there's only a slight bit of difference there, but it it makes a difference. And I know it's like the same 
like having a coin and having two sides of a coin. They come hand in hand. But as we're talking about Thanksgiving, I wanted to point that out. And let me just give an example just to help us with this. I can give thanksgiving to the Lord for providing in my life and protecting me in my life, defending me. But that nature of the Lord, the character of God, is that he is the protector. He is our provider. So I can give thanks for his protection. I can give thanks for his provision. I can give thanks for saving me. But then when I come in praise, I'm thanking him that he is the saviour. I'm thanking him that he's the redeemer, he's the provider, he's the protector. And so as we give thanks today, we are reminding ourselves of what the Lord has done for us personally, corporately, and through the word, through the journey of creation and salvation. And so the first point I'd like to make today about thanksgiving is it's simply about our attitude. I'll say it again, it's about our attitude. Thanksgiving isn't just something we do, it's something we are, and as Tim rightly said, as a church and going deep and pray, it's something we're becoming. It's an attitude that we continue through. It's about a way of life. Just like I've been trying to encourage us as a church family and the leadership have been, it's not simply about praying more, it's about having a lifestyle of prayer. It's about having a lifestyle of intimacy and awareness of our God. And just to bring out how personal your thanksgiving can be, this scripture here really brings it to heart. So in verse 1, you'll see there's a name for God. It's Lord. Maybe in your version, it's Lord with a capital L-O-R-D. Now, the reason you'll have it written in scripture that way is actually because the writers where saw the Lord's name is so sacred, they didn't want to write Yahweh. So every time you see capital L-O-R-D, the actual name there used is Yahweh. And that was a name that was first revealed unto Moses. And that name Yahweh means I am who I am. But because of the context of it being revealed, it means something so intimate, something so personal. The Lord is a personal God. And therefore, if you look at the context, that is why David says, not only Lord, my personal God, I can give you thanks with my whole heart. Think about that in relationship. Because he's personal to you, it's not just our thanks, uh, I'm I'm grateful. And it's not that, oh, maybe he won't hear me, but I'll just do it out of good nature. There is this link, super strong personal link with our personal Lord. Yahweh, if you will, that we can give thanks to. All those marvellous deeds we hear about through Israel's journey, and yet today we can give thanks that we're part of that too. That your own personal walk has a credit to give thanks to the Lord as well. But something we have to be aware of when we talk about lifestyles, when we talk about giving, when we talk about thanking, when we talk about praying and having a lifestyle of prayer, we have to understand, we have to be wise to this, that things get in the way. That things are trying to stop us from being what God has called us to be. One thing being thankful. So what are those things that get in the way? And one thing I could think of straight away is simply forgetfulness. We can easily forget to give thanks. And that is the story of Israel in the Old Testament. God delivers them through so many different saving acts, and yet 
over like a short space of time, they forget those acts and those deeds, those wonderful life-saving deeds, and they forget to give thanks. I was just thinking as a father, and I wonder if other parents around think this as well, with their children, as you raise them, you want them to be able to give thanks and give thanks, you know, more than more often than not. And I realize not only do I have to remind my child to give thanks, but that my child does know what to be thankful for, but she can, with her good-natured heart, forget to say thank you. And this is a reflection of me thinking, you know, with all the Lord has done in my life and done in our lives, we can be aware of it, but simply forget to give thanks. And I don't want to be somebody who forgets to give thanks because the Lord is worthy of it. And I myself have joy in experiencing giving thanks to the Lord. Other things that can get in the way, we have to be honest here. If we're going to grow, if we're going to go deep in prayer, we have to be aware of our own limitations, our own flesh, our own greed. Sometimes we just don't say thank you because we think we deserve it somehow. With the society we're in, we think we deserve things, we have our own rights, and therefore we can not acknowledge actually the goodness of the Lord in certain situations in our lives because we just expect it. And yes, the Lord is good and his love endures forever. We've spoken about it, we've sung about it, but the Lord deserves our thanks. And actually, we deserve nothing. That's the honest truth. But because of the Lord and who he is, we get a relationship with him where we actually receive good things from him, only good things from him, and we get to thank him for it. So before we even delve into giving thanks, and we're going to give time to this in a bit, I think it's really important that we have to realise with all those things that get in the way of us being thankful, maybe before we even come in and approach and say giving thanks, we have to look at our own hearts. Remember, David gave thanks with his whole heart. Can we really give thanks with our whole heart if maybe we're harbouring a bit of bitterness in us? Maybe there's a bit of a sense of injustice. Maybe we feel some sort of evil or bitterness towards somebody. You know, to give God thankfulness with our whole heart, we have to deal with those things. And so I just want to encourage you, before we give thanks later on in the service, maybe we've got to ask the Lord for forgiveness first or repent or deal with something so we have peace towards the other brother or sister or some work situation or something in the family. Look, if you want your thanksgiving to be wholehearted, that needs to be dealt with. And that can only be dealt with a humble heart with humility and coming before the Lord, asking him for forgiveness, but also dealing with the other party. So our attitude is really important. And that's something we don't just do in a moment, but we continue. Now, the interesting thing about the way this passage is set up, it seems that verse one leads to verse two, right? So thanksgiving leads to praise. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving, but then I go into the courts with praise. There's this sort of progression here. And I'm not saying it has to work in that way, but it's interesting, isn't it? When you think of what the Lord has done, then you know who the Lord is. But we can, we can flip that. When we praise the Lord for who he is, we are reminded of what he has done. So it works both ways. Here's the thing about thanksgiving. It's not just about our attitude. It's about his attention his attention on us in the way that we give thanks. The Lord hears our thanks. The Lord hears our praise. In verse 2, the name for the Lord 
if you look in it, is most high. The Hebrew is El Elyon. What that means is supreme. So it's not even a description of what he does. It literally is who he is, his status. He is supreme above all things, beyond all things. Eternal God, creator, maker, sustainer, and redeemer. Yet he is supreme over all things. And this is what blows my mind. And I had this during the fasting for focus week. That the Lord, in the whole of eternity, the creator and maker of the universe, is aware of this moment right now. Fourth of July, five past 11. He's aware of it and he's aware of you. Not just the person to your left or to your right. Not just the holy person that you may feel up front or part of the ministry team. No, he's aware of you. And you personally get to give thanks to him. Oh, how amazing. Not through somebody else. Your thanksgiving and praise doesn't come through me. <laughs> comes from you. And the Lord hears. I just, I just I have to get that one across again. The creator and maker of the universe is aware of your thanks. And he's willing for you to give thanks. He's seeking after you. And he receives the praises and the thanks of your heart. This is how good our God is. It's about our attitude and his attention. And finally, another verse I'd like to read to you is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16, 17, and 18. Just give a bit more context before we give time to thanksgiving. And it says this, rejoice always. Notice before we had rejoice in verse 2, So we moved into rejoicing. Here we start with rejoice always. Pray continually. And finally, verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Just to say there, it doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances, but it says give thanks in all circumstances. And a really important point that I could miss here, and I almost missed until halfway through my studying and preparing for this, is in Christ. So you wouldn't even want to give thanks in certain circumstances unless you are in Christ, relating to Christ. So rejoice. Celebrate him, not you. Celebrate who he is, not who you are. As you celebrate who he is, maybe there will be more celebration of who you are, but start there. Pray continually. That's what we're doing, deep in prayer series. And finally, give thanks in every circumstance and situation, in all things, in everything, a version says. And we heard about this last week in praise. And I wanted to encourage us, because we go through difficult times and tough times, and I'm not saying... It's easy to give thanks, but I see it here as a command. I see it here as an invitation. I see it here as something the Lord wills for us. And so my final point is simply giving thanks is our purpose and our practice. If it's an attitude, it becomes our practice. And we know from a well-known verse, Romans 8, verse 23, it says, and we know that in all things... In all situations, in all circumstances, as we heard last week, in the good, the bad, and the ugly, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We have been called to his purpose in Christ Jesus. So that means whatever hard time you're going in, the Lord can redeem for his purposes. 
Whatever situation or circumstance you're in, the Lord will deal graciously with you. He is with you and he is for you. And I think we have to realise, even in the midst of pain and struggle, the Lord is present. The Lord is here and he is for you. And that brings up a whole load of theological questions about his goodness, which I don't have time to unpack. But here's, here's the main part of this. Do we trust the Lord is faithful forever? We've just sung it. Good forever. That means despite situation or circumstance, he is good and his will towards you is good. And so here's the challenge, my brothers and sisters. Even though things are super hard at times and really difficult, the Lord is unchanging. And here's a challenge presented to his children. We can be unchanging in our attitude towards God despite being in the midst of struggle, persecution, and suffering. 1 Thessalonians, this letter was written to a bunch of Christians who were under persecution simply for following Jesus. Just think about that for a moment. They are giving thanks to the reason their lives are in danger. They are giving thanks to someone who's causing the very issue that their lives could be over. And yet, the encouragement is to rejoice. Pray continually and give thanks. Giving thanks for us means having our attitude in the right place towards him. It's about realising his attention is on us and the joy of that. And finally, it's about our purpose, God-given purpose, and our practice. And this is what the Lord will grow us in. Heavenly Father, I thank you for you are worthy of our thanks and our thanksgiving. And as we come before you with the rest of our service, I pray, Lord God, that we would be able to say with our whole heart, we thank you. So Father, right now, I just pray for everybody listening Father, forgive us for the times we haven't been wholehearted towards you, where our attitude's been lacking, where we've simply forgotten, where we have got in the way of ourselves. We've got in the way of our relationship with you. We've got in the way of actually being thankful. And Lord God, I pray, Father, you'd move in our hearts right now that we would have the attitude, not just for now to give thanks, but an attitude through life to give you thanks, to recognise you as our saviour, but also a friend who is present in every time of struggle or need. And Father, I do pray that, Lord God, we would live more for your purposes than our own and that our practice would match our hearts for you. In Jesus' name, amen.